This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about the latest news and the stuff I got for Black Friday, and also uh, talk about a couple gems for the Wii. You know, might as well just assassinate some innocent animals while we're at it. Get them. Welcome to episode 48 of Nintendo Main. We are your hosts, Trey Johnson. And Jeremy Boomblocks Mikowski. Yeah, Trey, uh, Trey Jack Caveman Johnson. <laughs> That's really wow. his name of Mad World. But, uh, Maybe it's Caveman. I, I, yeah, I think it's, they pronounce it differently. I think they say Caveman or it sounds like Caveman or Cayman. Maybe it's Caveman. Maybe. But it looks like Caveman. Let's start off with the news. There was a video game awards tonight. I think uh, Nintendo got nominated for a couple things, but only won like one category. Did you watch any of that? I just looked. I just looked at the updates of it. I didn't really watch the actual show. No, I uh, I only really checked out the Zelda stuff from it. Yeah, there was a new trailer. Watch that. Shows some life of Breath of the Wild. That shows a town that Link goes to, and you see like the side boob of uh, Zelda. I think maybe. Yeah, <laughs> some, some little, sort of see a little side boob. It's pretty nice. Some sort of uh, female blue tunic looking thing. With, well, thank uh, God that airplane with... stopped flying overhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm at an airport right now, and there's just all these planes above me. Apparently, yeah. We're trying out a new recording setup, so there might be some planes flying by, but it won't be that loud, hopefully. But yeah, the new trailer showed some cool stuff. Showed like a bridge that looks like it might have been from. Another game, I don't know, kind of reminds me of the big bridges from Twilight Princess. I don't know if that's supposed to be anything. There's a cool, they do like some of the, some of the, um, hieroglyphic type art on it, like kind of the same stuff they did in, uh, Wind Waker at the beginning, where like the eye cries and it turns into trees or whatever. Shows some season stuff where like the leaves change, but. Yeah, um, it's got a very, it's definitely depicting it as some kind of old storybook with possibly, like you said, hieroglyphics instead of words. You're, you're seeing all of like the intro stuff is appears to be printed on paper. Yeah. Like, a, like you can see the texture of the paper and everything. Yeah. Which is, reminds me of the intro for a wind waker, which had the same thing, you know, where it's like shows that what happened from Ocarina of time and all that. But yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty quick. There's a dog in it. Dogs are confirmed now for breath of the wild. Dogs are confirmed <laughs> other than wolf link amiibo. Yeah. Well, there's that one, but there was a dog in this one and there's like uh he goes to a town, so that's good to see that there's, like, structures and stuff in there. We know you're not completely alone in the world. Well, we knew there was an old man, but we didn't know much else beforehand. Now was we know the, there's at least one town. Was the Master Sword always, like, kind of rusty and all that in the in the, um, in the the logo? Like, I noticed that this time, you know, where, like, the sword that's going through Zelda is, like, it looks like it's kind of, it looks like old, you know, like it's falling apart and it's, like, rusty. I think it always like, all brown. looks that way. Yeah, and they, well, I know they added the little... The little like flowers or like the leaves growing under wild now. I thought those know? were there before too. No, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing them. Because it's kind of an emphasis on it being the wild breath yeah. of the wild. But I don't I think I don't, when they yeah, initially I don't announced the uh, title, it did that. Maybe I'm just you know changing my memory from the yeah. past. But I thought I I remember those little flower things popping up. Well, you know, you guys, whoever listens to this, you guys can 
check it out and let us know. I'll leave the email at the bottom of the description. Email us about if it was in the beginning or not. I just noticed it this time. Maybe it was there before, maybe it wasn't, but it still looks cool regardless. Maybe it's animated a little bit differently. I don't know. And, and Legend of Zelda ended up winning the award for most anticipated game of next year also. So that's cool. Another thing I thought was kind of weird was that Xenoblade Chronicles X was nominated for this year. Even though it came out last year. Yeah, even though it came out last year. But I think that what happened last year was that the, was the video game awards happened before the, before, before Xenoblade Chronicles X actually came out. So that's why it wasn't nominated and why it was nominated this year is what I think. Cause Xenoblade didn't come out like more towards, maybe it didn't. I thought, I thought it came out in, in uh, mid-December and this normally happens at the beginning of December. It was a late release. That would be good to check out. Yeah, but there's gotta be a cutoff because they have to put the show together. I'm sure there's got to be a cutoff before, you know, a few, at least a few weeks before the show is aired. I mean, wouldn't you think they would have to have sort of have the whole thing prepared ahead of time? Yeah, I figured. I, I figured it, it wasn't out yet by the time they did it because it had just. Well, this year it was December first. I don't know what year it was last year when it when the show was shown, but Xenoblade came out like on like the first week of December. So if they did the first week of December, they wouldn't have had any time to play it unless they would have sent it to them ahead of time. Whatever. I I feel like it's. Like they probably showed the awards before before the game had actually come out, and maybe that's why they put it in this year. It's just weird that they did that because it didn't come out this year; it came out last year. But I guess they felt like it needed some sort of notice because it was so good. I guess. Well, it would be unfair if it was completely left out yeah. because of missed a deadline. Like it has to be. So there's got to be other games that come out late in the year that will show up next year on other yeah. systems and other categories. Yeah, so so Mario Maker 3DS which came out today technically. Yeah. That could be that could be on there. <laughs> well, by the time you'll be hearing this it'll be out for sure like in re- retailers. And also Are- the, uh, the also the new Amiibo release today as well. The Zelda ones do. The 8-bit Zelda, uh, the 8-bit Link, the two Wind Wakers and the Ocarina of Time Link come out this Friday as well. So, if you're on a lookout for those They'll be out there. Supposedly, Toys R Us is putting more NES classics on uh, their website this Sunday. Oh, I actually got a, I got, I got a little story to tell you about Toys R Us. Oh, let me, let me tell you about Toys R Us and Black Friday. Apparently, I got lied to by one of their employees on Black, <laughs> on Black Friday. So Maybe I went. Into, uh, so I, I went into. There was something that I left out last week, which I can't believe I totally missed it, but. Toys R Us had a deal where you could buy two $20 games for $25, which is awesome. So I got, I went there and I got, um, what was it? I got Lego City, City Undercover and Tomodachi Life for $25, which is awesome. Oh, wow. That's like, that's like a $40. That's, that's, you know, 40 bucks for 25. Anyway, I was talking, I was talking to the people there about like NES classics and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, are you guys getting more in or did you get more in? And, and they were like, the one guy's like, well, you know, we got this truck, we got this truck in, and it has like all the rest, all the rest of the NES classics that we that we're gonna get for the rest of the year. They're all in there. He's like, they're all in there, but we haven't unloaded it yet, and we're either gonna unload it. He's like, we're either either gonna unload it tonight or tomorrow, but the best chance is probably tomorrow. So if you come in when we open tomorrow, they'll be they'll be out there. And uh, I had to work, I had to work early the next day, so I couldn't I couldn't go in there. But I went in there after I got off work. And I just wa- I just went in there just to check, and I'm like, hey, did you guys did you guys like uh, unload that truck that you had last <laughs> night? And they're like, what truck? And I'm like, that sounds like bullshit to me, man. I'm like, you know, the truck with the NES classics <laughs> on it. And they're like, oh yeah, we never had that truck. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the truck? With the- I know, I like, man. <laughs> like you would think, I, I know you would like in the moment when you're talking to an employee, you would trust them. But in retrospect, yeah. 
that sounds like bullshit. Oh yeah, but, but I just, was like, there's just a truck out back that's got all of them in it. You know, we just haven't unloaded it yet. Yeah, he's like, well, we got. He's like, we got the one, the last ones we're gonna have for the end of the night. We're probably gonna unload it tonight. You come back tomorrow, we might have some. Is basically what he said. I mean, it sounded like legitimate. You know, he didn't tell me yeah. there's like a hundred in there or something. But yeah, he was like not there, and everybody else was there. And I'm like, I'm gonna kill that fucker. But I, I think nah, it would be really, but, but yeah, that's what, like that's his what last, he told me. His last day working or something. Like <laughs> maybe he was quitting that day. I don't know. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. like it sounds like he was trolling you, man, and that's bullshit because you know that's not cool. But all I did that was, was ask him, him about his yeah. All I did was ask him if they got any more NES classics for Black Friday because a lot of places did, from what I heard. Like Target apparently got a few. Like everywhere I went said that they got some, but they all sold out. Except right. for Toys R Us, they said that they had a mag- magical truck. They had a, <laughs> it's it's a truck full of them in the back. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to say that I don't believe that there's not eventually going to be trucks full of them. Let's hope there are. Well, he didn't say that that's, you know, that it was, <laughs> there was actually a whole truck of NES classics. Right. He said it that just he had gotten a, yeah, he shipment. Said, he said he had gotten a shipment that's in a truck there that hadn't been unloaded yet, but that's that all the rest they're going to get for the rest of the year. So hopefully he told that, he'll told other people that and they just won't come back. <laughs> so I don't right. know. I'm, so that I'm might playing. benefit you. I'm actually planning on going to going to a couple places at opening tomorrow just to see if they get more because I figured that since Nintendo's releasing more stuff this Friday, like with the Amiibo and the Super Mario Maker, there's a good chance that there might be some more NES classics in there, and there might be more $100 3DSs too, which I didn't see those anywhere. Just just I was looking around to see if they were anywhere, but apparently different guy, a different guy at Toys R Us told me that they got a bunch of them and people, you know, people came. And stood in line for them, and they handed out tickets to all the people that were here, were there, and they all got their, you know, their new 3DS. And then they just sold the rest of them out, like, by, like, noon, just by people coming in and getting them. So, supposedly if I would, if, you know, if anybody would have gone over there and wanted one, they could have get one, gotten one. Actually, my roommate, my roommate Conan, he found one, he said he found one at Walmart. He found a white one at Walmart. Like, oh, one of the, uh, last ones? copy. One of the $100 ones that came out. Oh, okay. Did he get it? Yeah, he got it. Oh, cool. He picked it up. He hasn't. I mean, he hasn't said anything up on it, but but yeah, he got it. It's pretty slick looking. I looked at it, but it's got that uh, that artwork looks cool, like the black and white artwork on it. Yeah, with the Goombas and all that, or not Goombas. The has like a chain chomp on it and some other stuff. Which uh, you know, as an aside, it's been several podcasts back that I mentioned I ordered those plates from Japan. Yeah, for my new 3ds. Still have not received them. I ordered them at the beginning of October. It's been over two months. I got a hold of the seller a week ago and was just like, hey, did you send that? Because I haven't received it yet. And he said, I sent it. Here's a refund. So I don't know if he ever actually sent it. But he gave me a refund. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> so I'll probably never get it. Uh, he, he basically he just said, I sent it, but most likely the mail lost it. So here's a refund. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe he is legit. He did send it. But it also was just kind of like, here's a refund. Don't give me bad feedback. He did ask. You know, please don't give me bad feedback. So, oh well, I, I'm still looking out for it, but I don't expect to ever see it. Yeah, at least he refunded you, right? So, I mean, that's at this point, I'm not out anything other than I'm just disappointed because I really wanted that Hanafuda plate. Probably never gonna have it. <laughs> well, maybe, hopefully. There's um, what was it? Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know if Super Mario Run had been had, the date had been announced last week. I know we didn't talk about it, but it does have a date now, and it's coming out next Thursday. So that's cool. We definitely need to do a show about that. Are you planning it's supposedly, on supposedly? Get- uh, Red is scheduled to be on. Um, 
Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel the week or Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, one of the two. The week before. One of the, one of the Jimmies. Yeah, one of the Jims. Yeah. Are you, uh, we didn't talk about the price before. We should have talked about this last week, but are you, pl- are you planning on getting Super Mario Run for $10? I know it's kind of a steep one, but I'll probably get it just for the show, but. Well, I'm going to be able to evaluate it separate because, um, it's coming out for iOS and I have an Android phone. It's only coming oh. out for iOS initially. Oh yeah, I forgot you don't have an Apple phone. So, so unless my girlfriend wants to let me use her phone, which, uh, I'm not even going to mess with because I'd rather have it on my own phone that I could make progress on. Yeah. Then you can play whenever you want. So I don't have, yeah, I don't have an Iowa. She has, she has a new iPhone, but I mean, that's her phone and she always has it. So I can't play the game on it really. Yeah. You could do it. You could do it like when she's asleep and play it. Okay. <laughs> that's <okay>. true. <laughs> that's creepy. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, creepy. It's just that I would lose all my progress when I finally get it on Android. Oh, sure. That's, main, that's what I'm mainly concerned with and being able to play it whenever I want, not just when she's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering how, I don't know, I'm wondering how extensive it is for, and there is like, there's a free to play version also, I guess, like you can, there's like a demo of type, you know, where you can play to a certain point and it'll be like, okay, now you gotta put $10 on here. Yeah, I think it's free to start, is what they call it. Yeah. So it'll be like, now you gotta pay $10. So, Hopefully there's enough stuff on there. I don't know. I mean, I'll try it out for sure, but I hope it's not like Tomo, which I don't really play it at all. But for in my Black Friday stuff that I got, like I said, from Toys R Us, I got Tomodachi Life, and that game's a shitload of fun. I've basically been playing that more than anything else that I got for Black Friday. So it's really fun. It's it's like very much like Animal Crossing-like, kind of, except it's all like pointer-based. You don't really have to run around the town, but it's all basically about you know, you can put whatever, you have like a giant apartment building and you can put whatever people you want in there. So I've like, I've been like scanning the internet for like weird me's that I could find that people have made. Like I have like the girl from The Exorcist. It's like the possessed girl. She lives in the apartment. Oh, and nice. Like, uh, and like Leela from Futurama lives there and like, and, um, and like Ashley from WarioWare <laughs> is in there and like, uh, like Peach and Zelda and like, Sa- and like Saturai Wada and, and, Shigeru Miyamoto, like they're they're in there too, and like Venom <laughs> from Spider Man's there, and like uh, Dark Samus, and like some other weird me's that I downloaded off the off the internet because you can like scan you can scan QR codes and put them in there. So oh, okay. I was looking for, I was looking for like bizarre bizarre ones, and I got a couple of my friends in there. Like you're in there, and Jess is in there, and like nice. Fred, I think my friend Fidel is in there too. But um, yeah, I just it was just kind of like I'm trying to find like make it equal like between guys and girls. So I've just been been scanning the the internet mostly for female me's because all I really have are like are most mostly like superhero ones and stuff like that that I that I made or picked up of the internet. So it's a regular sausage fest in your meters. Well, I made it so it isn't. Now it's I have eight I have eight and eight 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 guys and eight girls. So I made it equal. All oh, okay. But yeah, I made a since it was your birthday yesterday. I made a birthday card on Tomodachi Life, which you can do. Oh, so that was from Tomodachi. I, I thought that might have been from me Tomo, but I couldn't figure out how you did it. Oh no, that yeah, that was from that was from Tomodachi Life because it, it actually because I put you in the town like I put you in the town like right on your birthday, and then they started singing Happy Birthday to you, and I'm like, oh shit. It's his birthday, so then I texted you, and I didn't get a picture of that of the, of the me of the me singing Happy Birthday to you, which I wish I would have. But I was more trying to send the text. But but then I went through. Then I found there's like a where where you can make photos, and I could make like sort of a Last Supper type thing with you having a strawberry cake and everybody standing around you. And I put I put like people that you 
you know, that I thought you would think were cool. And if I had a me of Amanda, I would have put her on there too, but I didn't have a me of her. <laughs> so don't, don't let, I hope she doesn't feel left out, but I well, put right. Like, I had no idea it was from Tamadachi. So yeah, but I, put yeah, like I just that, sort of yeah. straight up thought it was from a uh, me Tomo. No, it was from, it was from Tomodachi Life, which is, which is a lot of fun. I mean, if you can, I'd totally recommend it. It's, it's one of those games that I always really wanted to get, but I never got it, but I've been playing it most out of all the stuff I got for Black Friday. Cause it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird Japanese stuff in it and I like that about it. Like you can see, like your characters fall asleep and you can see their dreams and their dreams are always weird. And there's like rap battles in it. Like, like I found a rap battle. There's like all this like weird random stuff that's in there that you can find and you can buy, you can buy different like different decorations for your houses and all that and like theme, theme things. And it's silly. I mean, if you have me's that you think are cool or you want to make a house with like celebrities in it or whatever, it could be, it could be fun, you know. So I've, I've just been playing around with that. It's fun stuff to do. It's like, it's very much like Animal Crossing where you play it for a little bit and then you've played about as much as you can. You put it down and then try it again and then some shit's changed and they have different stuff for you to do and you can play games with the, with the characters and all that. Cool, but they're all like demons, right? They're spirits, something like that. Isn't like that demons? part of it? No. Isn't What's demons? the, uh, what was the game where Bill Trinidad all the donuts because of the demons? Oh, that's, oh, that's Yokai Watch. Oh shit! I'm getting confused with something. Else. You okay? Watch is like Pokemon with spirits with ghosts. Tomodachi Life is like a simulation game. It's like it's basically like me Tomo, except it's fun to play. <laughs> you know, and you're right. not just yeah. and I do remember yeah. comparisons being made to that game yeah. after Me Tomo came out. Yeah, Me Tomo is kind of like a light version of Tomodachi Life, I guess. Except for Tomodachi Life isn't like, hey, what did you have for breakfast? Let's talk about how what you had for breakfast. There's like nothing, none of that on there. It's like you have, like you, you know, you have a they have the apartment buildings with all the people, and that one guy will be like, hey, I'm hungry, and you give him food, and he'll either like the food or he won't like the food. And if he likes the food, you can like you gain you like kind of gain experience, and your guys can get to new levels and all that, and you get like extra. You get extra presents and stuff whenever you get new levels. And you can, like, tell them, you can get them to say different things, you know? Like, I have a character that says Buka Snack Snack, <laughs> referencing that duck video that I haven't put online yet, but hope to at some point. Buka Snack Snack? Yeah, I don't remember Buka Snack Snack. Oh, is that, that what? Was, that was something you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dewey said or what the lobster said? Uh, no, that's what, um... That's what the, that's what the girl, the girl duck says, I think, when he see, when he sees her. When he finds his, when he finds his girlfriend duck. Or the duck that's a girl. I think she says Buka Snack Snack instead of Quack. <laughs> I think it's what it is. Oh, okay. I don't know. We're completely off topic, but hopefully, hopefully if you, uh, watch our YouTube channel at all, you'll see that they're on there, on there eventually. YouTube.com slash Fingmater. This will all but, make uh, sense eventually. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember how I got, oh yeah, that's what I told him to say. And I think one of the characters, one of the characters says metal crop too, just to bring it back old school from uh, Animal Crossing. Wow, so yeah, had, that's old school. I had a character that said metal crop in Animal Crossing, so I, I, brought, it, I brought it over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can make them, you can make them say whatever. Like one of the guys says wubba dub dub, you know, just because that's Rick and Morty, but. Yeah, you can make them say, you make them say whatever you want. And you make them do different dances too when they say it. It's a silly, it's a silly game, but it's super fun and totally worth it. And I pretty much got it for like five bucks, you know, or I guess I got it for like 12 bucks since I did the buy two for $25 thing with it. So totally worth it. So did you make out with, uh, I guess we, had we talked, did we talk about Black Friday last episode? I just don't remember. Yeah, we talked about what the deals were, but we didn't talk about what, we didn't talk what about what you nabbed. Yeah. Cause I went, I went out for all of it. I went to, we might as well just get into my Black Friday stuff. I went to I went to Toys R Us, I went to Target, I went to Best Buy, and I went to GameStop. 
was like my four places that I went to for Black Friday. And I went to the eShop also because there's Black Friday deals in there. But I bought, what did I buy? Okay, so I bought this non-Tendo, but I bought, uh, I bought Star Wars Battlefront for $9 at GameStop. Cause, you know, it was nine bucks. Why not? And, uh, what was, what did I do after that? I went to Target and I bought, I bought the Kirby Robobot for $25. That's like almost half off. It's not really 40. And I went to, I went to Best Buy and I got Fire Emblem Fates Birthright for $25. And I also found, I also found three amiibo that I'd never seen before. I got, uh, I got Lucina, which was eight, which was on sale for some reason. The Fire Emblem one. I got Lucina for $8 and Pit and Gold Mario for a regular price amiibo. But I'd never seen any, I haven't seen any, either of those anywhere ever, ever. So I got those. Oh, you got Gold Mario. Yeah, I got Gold Mario. It was like the last one there, and I'd never seen one before, so I picked it up just for hell of it. And I think, uh, and then I went to Toys R Us and I bought, uh, and I bought the, uh, Lego, Lego City Undercover and Tomodachi Life for $25. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Like I came out with, I think I got everything for like just a little bit over 100 like maybe like 120 something like that. You said you got stuff off the eShop? Yeah, I did. I got, uh, I got, um, what was it? I bought, I bought the, uh, Kirby Return to Dreamland on Wii, cause that was half off. I got that for nine. And I bought, uh, Lego Star Wars for twenty, cause that was on for twenty. Cause it reduced from sixty when it came out, so. I thought that was a pretty good deal. My dumb self got on, uh, the eShop last night, thinking I could get the birthday discount still, but it was after midnight, and I'm thinking, for some reason in my head, it made no sense. But I thought I had an extra day. But my birthday happens at the very end of the month. So once my birthday was over, I lost my discount. Oh, no. Yeah, it was gone. It was December 1st by the time I was going over there to see what I could get. But it's okay. I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasted my birthday discount, which is kind of a bummer. But um, yeah, it's, all, it's my own fault. But uh I just downloaded uh, Majora's Mask for the 58th time. Oh, yeah. I actually have a story about Majora's Mask, too. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you have a problem with the discount on there, or did you buy it for Wii? The I, I bought it for Wii, but yes, I was following the drama of the uh, discount not showing up for people. Oh, okay, because I actually called Nintendo about it and talked to them directly, and they made, well, they said they made that they resolved the issue. I don't know if that was with everyone or with just me, but... It was with discount, everyone. The, the, the discount, discount wasn't showing show up for up. anyone. Okay. A lot of people are saying, like, Nintendo did that on purpose. Well, not a lot. You know, some people are insinuating that they just thought maybe they could get a little extra money if they didn't do that. I don't think that was the case at all. I don't Yeah, they didn't sound too, like... But, uh, no, by the time I, I downloaded it, which was last night, because, like I said, I didn't get the uh, discount. And I'm like, well, I'm going to download something. And uh, I went to Majora's Mask, and it was two bucks, so yeah. grab it. So I, I feel good about it. I have I can play it on my gamepad, and I can play it on my 3DS, and I can play it on my 64, and I can play it on my Wii. I can just play it anywhere I want. You can, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I basically I called them about it because I wanted to get it too. You know, I wanted to get the two dollar version because. I like Majora's Mask, and um, yeah, and, and it wasn't on there. And I called them, and I was like, "Hey, uh, what's up?" And and I'm like, uh, "There's no discount. Uh, I had it already." And I'm like, "I've looked online, and there's other people who are running into the same problem here. So what's going on?" And they're like, "I don't know." And then they emailed me and said, "Like, oh, sorry about this. We'll try to take care of it." And then they emailed me again, and they're like, "We we resolved your issue." And then it was discounted. So I like to believe that it's like that. I helped everyone get a discount. That it was all me. No, it's, I'm sure it's other- <laughs> okay for you to think that. You're part of that. And, and I think that's good. I think that 
Nintendo needs to know that their stall base still wants to be taken. Seriously, like, you know, you got a Wii U and you had a Wii. And you're downloading the same game again, but you want to because <laughs> of the extra Wii feature, the Wii U features with the Beavers and all that. And, you know, the upscale or whatever they did to it. Because it is a, ultimately it is different than the Weavers. Yeah. I think it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I, I uh, loaded it up and played a bit of it last night. It's, I still, I'm probably going to end up playing through that instead of the 3DS version. Oh, the 3DS version is so good though. You should play the 3DS version. It looks better than the, uh, Wii U version. Or what I mean, the, I have it. The 64 version, which of what it is. And I have the 64 version. And I have the Wii version. Yeah, well, so do I. And I have the cartridge no, I have, version. I have it on blah, blah, blah. four. Yeah, I've got it on four mediums currently. Not counting, you know, probably somewhere I've got an emulator with it on there. Well, the disc. Well, at one point, I I sold the disc, but I think we talked about this. I had I had the GameCube disc with it on there. I think you did too. Oh shit! The, yeah, the Zelda <laughs> one. Yeah. So I did have five versions of it at one point. No, wait, I don't have that one. I just had the uh, I have the Ocarina of Time and Master Quest. I don't have the one that had all the other stuff on it. Oh, I thought you had the gold one that had a uh, Zelda one and two and Ocarina well, I used to. And Majora. But yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. I don't have it anymore either. Shit, but I did. Yeah. yeah. So did I. Fifty bucks for it, I think, back like. A long time ago, like at least five years ago. Yeah, I traded mine in for, I don't know, I probably traded it in for Twilight Princess or something stupid like that. Because <laughs> I remember I sold, I traded in a bunch of stuff for the Wii one when it came out, but yeah. It's kind of funny, uh, my brother has, because I, I purchased the uh, Twilight Princess on GameCube, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. Um, I bought it for my family for a Christmas present. I guess it would have been 10 years ago when it came out. And uh, we found the disc and we found the case and everything to it. But we couldn't find, we, we found the instruction book, but like the front page of it was missing. Like, what happened to that? And I'm talking to my brother about it. And then the other day I was over there and he pulled out this like scrapbook thing that he had made back when he was in like junior high and it, it, he had cut the cover off and put it in the scrapbook. Like, oh, the, the, the Twilight Princess the GameCube? Yeah, the cover? GameCube. Yeah, yeah, the cover from the, the instruction manual for the GameCube version. He had it <laughs> glued with a glue stick to a piece of notebook paper and his this uh he calls it his junk journal and it was just sort of a like it's kind of like a scrapbook slash journal where you he would like glue stuff with a glue stick and he had cut off the cover of that game put it yeah. in there which at the time you know whatever it was 10 years ago that's cool he, yeah. he made part of his journal but uh now i'm just like why isn't that still attached to the book but it's not even mine i mean he owns it it's yeah just, at this point he's the one that owns it Sure. We found every element of the uh, GameCube version that I owned before. Well, I didn't own it, but that my family owned. Sure, that is the better version. So that's I've heard. That's what everyone will learn, will learn with Breath of the Wild too. That we still the only one version. I played all the way through to the end. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't finish the Wii one. I got all the way to Sorry, Ganon. Got all the way to Ganon and then kind of stopped because I didn't want to. Because I wanted to catch all those ghosts, but I didn't want to catch all those ghosts, so I kind of put off uh, finishing it. But I should. One of these days. Yeah. Did you want to? Did you want to talk more about the uh, video game nominations? Really well, I, I did want to mention that. Uh, so you mentioned you saw the the new preview, yes. and the new preview showed that there was a a, a village and everything. So that's cool. Yeah. But I watched another video that was released, which was uh, Bill Trinan playing it with some other gentleman. I don't know who the guy was, but they were playing. They were doing a let's play of one of the shrines. And uh, it was heavily edited, like it would do a lot of jump cuts through it, and it's only about two minutes long. But they're running around, and then they find like this uh, this character that's hanging out, and it's a, it's like a parrot, 
but it's like an anthropomorphic parrot. So he's, you know, bigger than Link. He's got like a, uh, a parrot's head, but he's got kind of a more humanish body. And he's got, uh, a bunch of like sheet, like sheet music rolled up and he's, it's carried on his belt. So I think he's some kind of music guy and like you get new songs from him. And anyway, so he asks Link if he wants to hear this song. And essentially, Link listens to the song, and he learns where the shrine is through the clues. So Bill and the other guy are, like, using the clues to try to find the shrine. They find the shrine, and uh, they fight. They uh, battle a few enemies to get to it, and they fight this, like, mini-boss character, defeat him, and then they see, like, the treasure, and then they cut the video short. But I thought it was cool that there was, like, this other NPC that they say like shows up all around the map. He's this parrot looking guy, anthropomorphic parrot. Yeah, I did so not. He's, he's going to be an important part of the uh, the quest, I think. Yeah, I did not see that, and I and I wasn't. Yeah, I'm not sure where to find it online. Just go to the Nintendo YouTube page. It's on oh, okay. there. Okay, that's that's cool though. Because if you just go to their go to their page and then go, just go to videos based on when they were released, you'll see the. The newest trailer and that video was like right after it released on the channel. Oh, okay. So it may not have actually been from the award show, but I think it must have been because it was released at the same time. Oh, sure. Yeah, I didn't, like I said, we, we didn't actually, we didn't actually look, uh, watch the award show. They, I wish they would have said something about what the release date was going to be for. Well, the, they just said 2017 and Bill actually said that he's like, you know, at the end of the video, he's like, all right, well, you can find out more about this when you play the copy. You play your own copy of Zelda in 2017. That's all he said. Okay. Yeah, there's so there was no, they, he didn't say March. So I think we're pretty much, we pretty much know it's not going to be released in March at this point because he would not commit to March in his, uh, yeah, he said 2017 in his let's play. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, 2017 hasn't started yet and we might have enough time to get it done by then. <laughs> Pretty much is what they're saying. But remember what Shigeru said. He said, uh, a good game is always good eventually, but a bad game... What do you say? A good game that's delayed will be good eventually, but a bad game that's released too early will, will always be bad. Yeah, well, that's that's correct. And they live by that because they like to delay things. I don't know if you remember, but in the 90s, uh, IGN released a list. Uh, they did this, like, top 10 reason... Or top 10 signs you've played... Nintendo too much and like top 10 signs you play to play to places too much or whatever. And I, and I remember one of the signs was, uh, whenever you go to a restaurant, you like to have your food delayed like five times before you actually eat it. Was one of their, was one of their jokes from that. So I always, I always think about that. We talk about delaying in Nintendo. Well, as far as I know, the only game in the whole Zelda series in my memory, like since I've been following it, you know, since the late nineties or whatever was, a uh, that, came on time and was like a total like blowout as far as being a great game was Majora's Mask. Oh yeah. It came out two years after uh, Ocarina and it was a great game, you know, and it still, it stood the test of time. And there was no delays on that one? As far as I know, I don't think it was delayed. I think it came out right when they said it would. Oh, okay. Which leads me to believe like they may have been working on it already. Well, they had a, they had a time before for it too. Ocarina was released. Because they gave them, they only had like two years to work on it. They, they from the beginning, they were like, you know, get it out on this time. So maybe that's part know. of the whole, like, maybe that influenced the gameplay of it being so frantic, and you have a time limit. Like, maybe the development team just like channeled that into the game itself that they were stressed about having to get it done so quickly. But I don't know. needless to say, what year 
when did uh, Skyward Sword came come out? It came out in 2011, right? Uh, could have been. I don't. I don't remember what year Skyward Sword came out. This will be, I think, the longest between Zelda games. Six years. Well, I mean, don't forget about a little game called a Link Between Worlds, because a Link Between Worlds was is technically the last Zelda game that came out. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, so. I guess you can't more and more, and they're already creating that sense that you can't separate the portable and the console units from each other anymore, like in the Zelda universe. Because there's also been, like, both of the Phantom games that came out before um, Skyward Sword came out. I don't remember people using those as a defense for the delay. Well, uh, A Link Between Worlds came out in 2013, so I guess that hasn't been that long. It's been, like, three years, I guess, almost three, almost four years. But, yeah, I consider that to be the last, because that was the latest one, you know, and that was the one where you didn't have to buy items and all that, and you could do the levels in whatever order you wanted. And sort of kind of reflected in Breath of the Wild that you can sort of approach it at your own pace. Yeah. So like if you're looking, if you're looking to say like what the new Zelda would be like, I would look more to that one, I guess. Cause that was like the, you know, the one that had the newest stuff in it, I guess, even though it was like kind of built on an older thing. I mean, it was pretty much a, a remake of Link to the Past. I mean, except uh, except it had like different weapons and different levels. And, uh, uh, it had pretty much the same weapons. Uh, I mean, I don't remember any like tornadoes in the original one that you could, you could use. Yeah. Or I don't remember sticking to walls either as painting. Well, know. that's why I say it's not a remaster; it's a remake. It's a yeah. reimagining. Yeah. No, but it's. I mean, I I wouldn't call it a remake. You could say. I mean, you could argue. Say a reimagining of a link to the past. How I mean, about that? Could, but it's actually a sequel because Link. The link from a link to the past is in the game, and he's old. Yeah. So it's not. A, but it's in that <laughs> universe, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's like a direct sequel to that game, really. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, that's that's what it is. So it's, it's a sequel to Link to the Past, but it's not. I wouldn't consider it a reimagining or a remake because it has has characters from the original one that have aged. Well, it has Link in there that has aged. But and I don't and it's it, you could consider it to be to take place in the same world, sort of. But stuff is in different places, and low rule is different than the dark world and all that. But and it has its own princess. It does, and there's an annoying bunny character in it, which I guess was a reference to the bunny character from Link to the Past that you turn into. Yep. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is waiting on this new Zelda game has almost become the delays have become expected to where whatever. Like let's say let's say the Switch does debut with a really strong launch lineup, then I don't think any of us are going to care that Zelda's getting delayed because having Zelda come out as a launch title might detract from the other great games. Yeah, that are out at launch. Yeah, well, if they if they like release if they release Zelda and that Skyrim game or whatever at the same time, they're probably they're going to sell more Zeldas than that. Than Skyrim, you know, so maybe they thought that maybe it's a good idea to not do that, so they could. So hopefully, since people don't can't have Zelda, they'll get this other crappy version of an adventure game called Skyrim and enjoy that one. Yeah, so. Skyrim's just like <laughs> that Batman game all over again, you know. Well, even worse because like, we're talking like about Batman. Which, which it'll one? be the Arkham. Oh yeah, remastered or whatever. Yeah, it was already like nearly a two-year-old game. Yeah, but this one just got re-released, so. If it's like that re-release version, I guess it's not that old, that much older. Because it'll only be like three months after the remastered version was released. So if it's that same one, I guess it's not as bad. But still, I wish it would have been something. I wish it was something new and not something that's already out. Well, like, we we can pretty much just plan on there being a lot of ports because that's kind of the standard that's been set by the other. If if they're competing on the same level, <laughs> then we're just going to 
see uh, a reflection yeah. of what Xbox and PlayStation did, where they just did remasters. Yeah, I just hope. I'm like just hoping. Yeah, I'm just hoping there's a lot of five year old games that they put on there because you know we need that. <laughs> and that's already happening again with the uh, the PlayStation Pro, yeah, or the PS4 Pro or whatever. Like you're already just seeing like a whole lot of like if you look at what's being released, they're doing comparisons between. Well, you know, you might want to get the PS4 Pro because this is the difference between if you played it on your system. It's like a 3DS versus new 3DS thing, but at a more expensive level. Yeah, except I didn't think, uh, I heard somewhere that the game, that they weren't going to necessarily make games that only ran on PlayStation 4 Pro. Like well, the no. whole reason to get it was for like 4K capabilities. And to make like the VR run smoother. Yeah. But there's not actually gonna be, well, whereas like 3DS had specific games that only, well, like two, unless you count the Super Nintendo ones, but they had games that would only work with that. And some of the indie games. Well, I mean, for the new 3DS, it's only like, it's basically like, uh, Binding of Isaac and Xenoblade are the only things that only. Well, if you go to the eShop, you'll see there's a few others that have been indie games where they've just said, well, we're only releasing this on new 3DS. Oh, Which is stupid, yeah. but I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see that. All I maybe it's easier to buy But I mean, yeah, that's sort of saying that there actually there won't be games that won't play on PS4 or whatever. come out today did you did you get that did you end up picking up that game i did i uh downloaded it and i went through a struggle in my mind of whether i wanted to buy the physical copy or download it i just kind of resolved that this is the kind of game you want to have installed yeah so you can play it whenever you want right and it's the kind of game you jump in and out of a lot and you don't want to i don't i think the whole process of that is going to be made easier if it's just on your internal memory so um, when I did download it, an interesting thing, which you may have read, um, it creates some kind of save file on your SD card, yeah. which is where all your data is saved. So if you actually own the cartridge, you can't just pass it from like friend to friend to use it. Yeah, they it'll, have, re- it'll rewrite it. Yeah, it rewrites everything, it, yeah. and um, so you lose all your shit if you let someone borrow it and they create yeah. new save data. So I'm sure um, that helps. That helped to persuade you to get the downloadable version then. It did. Yeah, since it's not, so I really don't it. need the, yeah. I've put maybe around five minutes of time into it. I had just gotten it when you contacted me tonight. Uh, you oh, actually sure. reminded me it was available tonight, which for some reason I thought it wasn't coming out until next week because I've just been kind of out of it this week. And, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I got it. And, uh, so far I like it. I've been playing the Mario challenge mode, played a few levels into that. And, uh, it's like 12 worlds and I don't know how many levels are in each world, but it looks like it's pretty much a full Mario campaign, like a full classic Mario campaign built yeah, into heard, the game. Yeah, I heard that part's totally worth it, like to play through all of that. But the whole, you know, how you can't download levels and all that is kind of what, what sucks about it. But you didn't actually try building anything, right? Cause I hear that you kind of have to start from scratch again. Like you have to wait for the stuff to get unlocked the same way you would have in the Wii U version, which kind of sucks if you had made levels in the Wii U one. You have to kind of go back to 
waiting for like a certain thing to open at a certain time and all that. Well, all I know so far is that uh, whatever the demo level it starts the game with, um, I could change between themes. And, uh, so here, so pretty much while it was creating that file to my SD card, which took a while, um, it showed an image of. Um, I can't remember his name now, but he's a pigeon. I think he's in the uh, Wii U version. Yeah. But he's like your uh, tutorial character. And uh, while you're waiting on this file to download, he's up on the top screen eating a bunch of edamame like, yeah. while it's still in the pod. And uh, that's kind of the progress bar of, of the uh, the file being created as he eats more and more of the edamame. And uh, so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. But uh, And then Mario shows up. She's like a call center looking lady with like a headset on. She'll yeah. just pop in from time to time to be like, oh, you know, don't mind this this character, which I can't remember his name now, the pigeon. You know, he he really knows what he's doing as a master, blah, blah, blah. But she's kind of there to like, whenever he starts to go overboard, she like jumps in to sort of like bring bring him down to earth. Yeah. So it's kind of a little humorous thing they got going on with the tutorial. But I skipped the initial tutorial and the pigeon was kind of pissed at me. He's like, are you sure you don't want to do the tutorial? And I said, no. He's like, fine, whatever. I guess you'll just go through the menu later to look at it. So there's like a menu you can go to to select the tutorials. But he was pretty pissed at me that I didn't yeah. go through the tor- tutorial. But I wanted to hop right into the challenge mode to see what that was all about. That's That looks like that's probably where I'm going to hang out for a little while playing the game. But uh, I'll definitely fuck with the, uh, the, the, the level creation. And I'll have a little more information next week, next weekly yeah. podcast about my impressions of the game. So yeah. far, it, it's cool. Um, the resolution's interesting because, I don't know, it, it, the, the resolution of the 3DS screen is nice. Okay, for one, I will say there is no 3D. I haven't seen any 3D in it so far. Oh, really? Uh, even with it bumped all the way to the top. But uh, the resolution on the screen's interesting. You can read what it says, but everything's really small, and that's kind of, like, reveals that it's a port a little bit. Yeah. That's not... Uh, Tailored to the screen a little better with as far as like, you know, your, your points and your timer and everything on the screen are really, really tiny and really like fine, like a really fine font. You can, you can make out what it says, but it's still like almost uncomfortably small. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like what you'd expect from the Wii U, like, like the font of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah. You know, like that, like how it's all super tiny because it's, ex- cause they expect you to play it on a big TV. So, so I kind of wonder if that's something I might be complaining about next week a little more, but um, I'm going to play it. I'm going to try to create a few test levels and maybe give you a little story about them next hope week. To, hope to street pass them to somebody since you can yeah. put them online. <laughs> right. There's a lot of limitations to it, but I like it so far. I mean, in the five minutes I've played of it, and for me, you know, I'm just trying to look at it as a new Mario game for the handheld, and the last 2D Mario game for 3DS was uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2, which I have, and which is fun. I'm, I'm on at the very end of that. It's another game I haven't beaten, but... So I'm happy to have another side-scrolling Mario game to play through as far as the challenge mode goes. That's how I'm going to treat it, and... uh I'll have a I'll have a lot more to say next week, hopefully. Yeah. Well, next week, especially we'll have since a, I can take this with me. Yeah. Next week we'll have a double Mario. Then we'll have Mario Run and uh, Super Mario Maker. So I'll give you Mario Run. You could say Super Mario Maker. There we so go. We'll do that. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you want to take a break here in a sec? Yeah, I wanted to say one quick thing before we went to right. take a break. I was playing the Kirby Kirby to Dream, Kirby whatever it's called Kirby Return to Dreamland. Return to Dreamland. The Wii one, and I played a Kirby uh, Robobot. Uh, Planet Robobot, and they like, uh, they look, the, the graphics are like the same. Like, it's like the same Kirby models on both of them, which I noticed. 
which I thought was pretty cool. It's like the 3DS one looks just as good as the Wii one did. Like the way the way like Kirby moves and like the way he swallows stuff and all that, it's like the exact same 3D model from the Wii one, as I noticed that from playing both of those back to back to back. So that's kind of cool. And Robobot looks really cool. And it's nice, uh, for me, it's really nice to play a game that's not an RPG because I feel like all I've been playing lately are RPGs. Oh, which, right. Which I love RPGs. That's like my favorite genre, but it kind of was a breath of fresh air to play something that wasn't an RPG. So I liked playing like Kirby Robobot and playing, uh, and playing the Lego City game, which I just played a little bit of. And this is the 3DS one, the prequel, but, and I haven't even, and I haven't even, I haven't even played the, uh, Fire Emblem game because I just can't. You've got too much on your plate right now. I have too much. I have too much RPG stuff that I'm like <laughs> in the middle of that I don't want to start another RPG right now. Because I'm already because I got like Dragon Quest and I got Pokemon and I got like and I have like the fucking uh, the Tokyo Mirage sessions and not to mention like Xenoblade, both of them Xenoblade X and Xenoblade Regular and Mario and Luigi and Dream Team and all, all that stuff. Way way too many and Pokemon and yeah RPGs. But yeah, anyway, let's take a break and get to a subject that doesn't involve rpgs actually another thing that i played this week that's not an rpg we'll be right back all righty let's go yeah yeah he that beat spit that fire kill that beat pull that smoke and breathe that heat dj's gonna put that on repeat grind time i hurt that street this is what it ain't no sleep push until your body weak if you don't win then you don't eat yeah my crew don't know the so another game that i played this week was uh which we talked about last week another non-rpg like i said before the break but i played mad world i think it's a gem a wee gem i guess and even though I talked about it being incredibly short last week, I actually didn't make it all the way through. I pl- probably played about halfway through it, but I didn't have, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it either due to work and stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty fun. I, uh, haven't played, I haven't played the Wii in a while, so getting back into the waggle was a little, was a little weird because you gotta waggle a lot in that game. Yeah, so it's very, it's very <laughs> motion control based, right? And like based on combinations with what you do with the control stick. No, it's kind of like, sort of. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the way no more heroes controlled you know we're like you'll hit some buttons and it'll tell you to like wave it up and then you wave it up and it does something you know kind of like that like we're okay so there's like the only real like like you shake the nunchuck to do like a backflip to like dodge you do that and if you hold the b button you pull out your chainsaw and if you like go left to right he'll swipe left to right and if you go like up to down he'll swipe up to down and you can cut guys in half or like cut people like down the middle with that but that's the only real motion thing that you do the rest you do with buttons but there's like there's like quick time events in there that you do that you do with motion so that's like what that is you know it'll be like especially with bosses like somebody will like shoot like one guy like shoots a couple bullets at you and you gotta like move the wiimote down to slice through the bullets with your chainsaw and stuff like that so there's a lot of like sort of quick time event things where you have to like shake in a certain way to to beat whatever the mini game is it seems like so there's a lot of them where it's like you're fighting a guy with your chainsaw and he has a sword or whatever and you're like locked and you gotta shake the remote and then unchuck as much as you can to try to beat him or whatever so there's a lot of shaking it in that way but the basis combat of it is isn't really so it's kind of like god of war a little bit maybe would you say like god of war kind of minus like all go the through like and all that. beat the enemy animation like a, a fatality sort of thing 
when you yeah, finally you, push them off. Yeah, you do. There's like finishing moves. There's finishing moves for everyone, actually. I mean, you like beat somebody down and then it'll show like, it'll have like a little skull that like flashes in the bottom and you hit like A or B and he'll do something to them, you know, depending on what it is. But you can also like the best, the thing that I thought that was coolest about it was like the environmental stuff you can use. Like you basically, you can create combos by using stuff in the environment on them. Like you can take a tire and put a tire around the guy where he can't move his arms and then you can take a street sign and put the street sign through his head and then take him and throw him into like a rose bush which they call it which is just bikes or you can like throw him into a garbage can which will cut him in half or like stuff like that and like if you the more of the stuff you build together the higher your score gets and each level set to a certain way that when your score gets to a certain part it unlocks like a bonus round called bloodbath challenge and then eventually it locks like the the boss part you know of the of that level so so it kind of bases around points pretty much but also like you know moving to the next part but i think it i think it controls more like final fight more than anything else you know like that type of beat em up type stuff so it's kind of a it's more of a brawler yeah it's a brawler and it, it, yeah it reminds me of that but like but like updated and super super overly violent and you know like really really high art style and all that with the black and white there was actually a sequel to it on ps3 which i didn't realize uh the game called anarchy reigns which i hadn't which I have never played, but apparently they made a sequel to it. It's not black and white, from from what I could tell. But okay, so stylistically, this reminds me, and I haven't read the comic books, but uh, uh, Sin City, Sin, Sin City, yeah, yeah, he, it's actually the character even yeah. kind of looks like uh, that character Marv. they introduced you to at the beginning. Yeah, he looks like Marv, kind of. You talk about the big guy, right? That's like yeah. He, the guy uh, with Goldie and all that, the way he has the prostitute that he sleeps with. Yeah, he looks like Marv. Yeah, yeah he does kind of look like Marv. And I read, I read a little bit of development stuff from the, from the guys who made the game. And it was made by Platinum, the same guys who did, uh, Beautiful Joe and Bayonetta. <laughs> Those guys. Bayonetta and Wonderful 101 and all that stuff. So they, uh, you know, they, so they definitely were comic inspired and Beautiful Joe was super comic inspired. But yeah, they, they definitely said that they took a lot of stuff from Sin City, which I understand. I mean, they wanted to, from what I read in the development, they wanted the, um, they wanted the violence to be, you know, to stick out more. So that's why they made it like black and white with red blood and all that. And there's also like, like special, the sound effects are in a different color also. And there's certain things like on the map that are different colors. And like when you get a power up, it's differently colored. Like if you find a, if you find like a heart that gives you an extra life, that's red, you know, that sticks. So that'll stick out. But yeah, they made it, they made it the way it was to make it, to make it overly violent, I guess, which is such a weird, which is such a weird thing for Wii, you know, where it's like, oh, the Wii's popular. So let's make these like really mature games. Cause Sega, Sega produced that one and House, and House the Dead Overkill, like at the same time. And they both didn't sell very well. So they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't do mature games. But I always thought that they didn't sell because they weren't like long games, you know, like people always consider that when they buy games. It's like, I don't know. I mean, like I said before, Mad World's like a beat em up that you could beat, that you could probably beat in a couple sittings. And same with House of the Dead. House of the Dead's a light gun game. You know, you can play through it in one sitting. It's kind of like, if maybe if it was like a adventure game that was super bloody, then maybe they would have sold more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that it, that it really boiled down to the maturity of the game as to why it didn't sell. Or maybe I mean, if it was a with, multiplayer uh, game because that was a big yeah. thing also. Well, I mean, House of the Dead Overkill was multiplayer, and you also have to like play through it multiple times to unlock different guns and stuff like that, but from like an outsider's viewpoint who hasn't actually played the game, I understand it being like a little bit like, I don't want to drop $60 on this game, then I'll probably beat in one sitting. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that mentality. And as, and, uh, and I, I was disappointed by Mad World when I got it because it was so short. 
you know, because I had dropped like 60 bucks in it, or 50 bucks, I guess it was still then, but I paid full price for it, and I was like, well, man, I just beat it in a couple days, and there's not really a whole lot to do after you beat it. You can go through it on the hard mode, and you get a new weapon, but it's like, it wasn't enough, it didn't seem to be enough for to keep my, to keep, you know, keep me into it. I mean, I thought the game was beautiful, and I liked, and I liked playing it, but it was like, I don't know, it could have had a little bit more, like they should have added like some, some alternate pathways, or like different endings, or stuff like that, you know, to keep you coming back. So well, I, I will like say, it, you can get this game pretty cheap i've got it right now i i have it i haven't been able to play it because i lost my nunchuck but uh i paid 2.99 for it i don't know when i bought it but yeah i just bought it uh, GameStop for 2.99 i saw it on yeah i saw it on ebay for like five bucks so it'd be yeah you got it for less but yeah that's i mean that's what i figured like single digits do you only have i was gonna ask you do you only have one nunchuck in yeah. your in your whole house Wow. What's really annoying is that I powered on my Wii and uh, tried to turn on my class controller and it showed up as the second controller, which leads me to believe that the Wiimote's somewhere around. It was being activated and it's got batteries, but I can't find it. Um, it's oh, got weird. the nunchuck attached to it. So it's somewhere underneath something in my house and I can't find it. <laughs> it's really like, it's really frustrating. Did you like toss it when you're playing uh, Super Paper Mario or something? You're Someday like, I'll... I'll uh, You'll either see it or I'll send you a picture of the way my gaming setup is now, but I've got everything, all my gaming stuff is condensed into like a really small footprint, but it's kind of cluttered, so even though it's all really close to me, uh, it's really easy for things to get lost oh, in the yeah. chaos. Uh, I need to go through and reorganize everything. When I when I hooked up my computer last week, I kind of just threw some stuff around, and I think I might have <laughs> thrown it somewhere, which is really annoying because I really wanted to play Mad World. I've got I've, I've had the game for over a year at this point. I bought it as part of like a I'd got into GameStop and they were doing one of those like buy two get one free or something like that. So I bought yeah. a few games, and you know I was like, well, I always wanted to play Mad World. I've had it and just waiting to play it. And so I've still I've got the disc. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, but it looks cool. Um, I do remember watching you play it back. When it's you a played. yeah. I don't know if it'd be. I don't know if it'd be your cup of tea because I know you like uh, like stuff that's a little bit you know less serious and all that. And this, I mean, this one's not really serious, but it's like super over the top violence and. Well, I like no of, more heroes. I played both of those, and I liked oh, yeah. uh, and I liked uh, you know like I like the Resident Evil games. You know, there there's certain games that I'm yeah. still with, even though they're hyper violent. Like sure, and a lot of the. Um, one of the most annoying things about this game is the announcers. Like they, they like say a lot of really stupid stuff and they talk, they say like the same thing a lot of times. They go here, this, like I was playing it yesterday and I probably heard them say the same thing like six times, like in one level. And it's like, come on guys, like get some new material. But they talk about like, you know, they, they talk about like talk against their wives and stuff like that. And it's kind of like annoying and like sort of sexist, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> Some of the announcing, I understand, I understand it's supposed to be their assholes and it's like the future and all that, but it just gets irritating. Like I, I after a while, I kind of wanted to just switch them off. So like the story of this you know? game, from what I'm reading on the back of the disc, is that you're in a, like a futuristic game show where you have to survive, right? Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic future. Some sort of gas was released that like made everybody crazy and like they all want to fight each other now. And, um, the, basically your main dude, Jack, is like an undercover operative. He works for some whatever police person. Spoilers. You know? <laughs> he, he works for some sort of thing and he like goes undercover to try to get into this thing that's called Death Watch, which is basically what the show is. And you go in. It's actually kind of set up like, uh, No More Heroes where it's like there's, you know, 
numbers for everybody. Like he starts off at a hundred and he wants to get up to one. So as you beat each boss, you, your level gets lower and lower, you know, until you get to the final four and all that. Basically how it is. And there's like some, there's like some motorcycle levels in there that are different, but most of it's kind of like, you know, brawling. But there's at least like, there's like maybe three or four levels per section. And each section that you go to has a different type of character in it. So there's different, there's different levels. There's like a downtown area that has like a regular thuggish looking guys with chains and stuff. And then there's a, there's a level called Little Asia or Asia Town or whatever. And you fight like ninjas in there. And then there's different, there's, you have to rescue geishas and stuff like that. And then after that, there's like a horror world where you fight like zombies, which kind of look like mummies actually. And there's like werewolves in it. And there's a part where you fight Frankenstein's monster and like stuff like that. So. And there's like Grim Reaper in there, so it's like there's different levels that are that are uh, themed and that type of thing. And every and every level has like different ways for you to kill people and get different points and all that for doing combos. So that's always cool. Like in Asia Town, you can like you can basically like tempura people. And there's a, you like throw them on a giant fryer and they like turn in and they, and they actually turn into giant fried versions of themselves, which you can pick back up and hit people with, or you can put it on this plate and like hit a bell and it'll go in and you get points for that. It'll like go to a restaurant or whatever. And there's like fish on there too that you can cook with it also so you can like put a giant fish on a guy's head and then throw him on the on the pot and cook him with the fish and make a tempura thing with that so there's there's like (laughs) some really ridiculous stuff there's a part where you throw them into like giant fireworks barrels and they shoot and they shoot off and explode in the sky it's like super over the top tom and jerry type stuff but it's fun it's totally it's totally worth a look uh we said before it's like incredibly cheap, so it's worth checking out. I know, I know when you beat the game, you get a double, you get like a double bladed chainsaw to carry around. So that's cool. You could do, well, you could do that on the hard mode, but it is really cool to play these games on Nintendo hardware, you know, especially something like the Wii, which had that mass market appeal, where you know it was more like build as like a family or like an every person type system, but. By the same token, you know, if it's if it's for everybody, then you gotta have you gotta have this hyper violent stuff because yeah, that was really popular at the time too. Which I think hyper violence is part of a lot of games nowadays, but I don't think the actual like but not let's just have a super violent game. Yeah. Like yeah, that's not that's not a focus of as much as it used to be. Even I mean, for a long time, there it was like. If this game is really violent, you know it's going to sell more copies, I think. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's what they thought. I mean, there's parts in this game where you can pale guys, like, through their asshole. Like, you basically, there's, like, <laughs> there's like parts where there's giant spikes coming out of the ground. and you like Emperor Nero stuff. You basically pick them up and, like, stick them on the spike, and it goes, like, th- through their ass and out the top of their head. So, like, there's stuff like that in there that's kind of like, wow. But uh there was actually a couple countries, like, kind of, like, threw a fit about the game, I guess. Like, I know England said it was, like, too violent and all that, and Nintendo actually said, like, exactly what you were saying in defense of the game was that, uh, they said that, like, we make, you know, we, the Wii is for everyone, so there are adult games, and, you know, this will be rated for a certain age type, and, you know, those people can buy it. It's basically what they said. I wonder how it went down in Australia, because I know they've been notorious for... uh, Yeah, Australia flipped out about it, too. Yeah, they've been notorious for just not even releasing, like, allowing games to be released. Where they said that it's, like, too overly violent, and the the guys who made it were like, but it's, it's not realistic, it's like Tom and Jerry violence, you know, it's like... Kind of it's like Mortal Kombat, sort of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sort of. Yeah, just like super over the top. You know. Well, you see similar like fatalities in Bayonetta. I think like you can see that influence. Oh yeah, for sure. But Bayonetta's not. Yeah, it's not as violent as that. You can't like you can't like impale guys through the butt and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, but you're still finishing off the bad guys in fairly violent ways, like cutting. Yeah, and you're. 
yeah, and you're still like cutting off their off, off their arms and stuff like that. They're like summoning a monster made out of hair to eat them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It you can see how it kind of gets into Bayonetta, I guess, but it's it plays completely different. It's totally worth checking out though. Like for yeah, I liked it. I liked that the Wii was so popular, and it was weird that I guess yeah they went back on the old mentality where they're like you know stuff with violence will sell, so they made a lot of these violent games for Wii. And it's not even like Sega, like other people, you know, other people did too. Wasn't there a Hitman game released for the Wii that was supposedly really visceral in the sense of like how you would use the, uh, the motion controls to like kill people? Well, there was Manhunt that had that. Oh, Manhunt, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Not there was Manhunt 2, but Manhunt 2 ended up getting censored because of that. So we never really got the version that they wanted, which I never played it because but I think I remember yeah. reading something about like grabbing someone by the balls and like twisting their balls off. Like, well, I think that was that? I think that was originally what they wanted to do with it, but they ended up censoring it to where they blurred everything, so you can't really tell what's going on. So it ended up not being what they wanted it to, because it was actually to the point of like so violent that people actually were like, "You can't do that." So they ended up having to censor. Wasn't that kind of a ended up wasn't that kind of a similar concept wanted. that it was like a, a post-apocalyptic game? Yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, I fight to the death, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you walk around and people talk to you through your headset, I guess, in Manhunter, and then they ask you to kill people. And, and you're, like, killing off, like, criminals in, like, a cell block or something. It's supposed to be kind of like, from what I heard, it's like you're supposed to, you get to gauge, like, how how violent you get with the person. So, like, if you hold a certain button for a time, it'll say, like, kill one or kill two or kill three. And, like, the higher the level, the number it gets, the more the more crazy the way you're going to kill them is. So it's supposed to, like, kind of fuck with you to be, like, how, you know, how, like, violent do you want to be with this person or how, like, how much do you want to torture them? Okay. It's kind of how it's supposed to mess with you, like, sort of mess with your head to be like, oh, well, I could just kill this guy quickly or I can, like, torture him and throw him in or whatever. You know, that was the idea of it. But I never played any of them, just especially because the Wii one got censored so much, I didn't really want to. I didn't want to play it after I heard that. But now that it's probably like two bucks i guess i could rent it and try it out you know or just buy it well yeah that did i say rent it i meant buy it <laughs> buy it and try it out yeah dude i could rent it for uh rent it from a... i'm sure gameplay has it right that's the only place to rent games anymore now the blockbuster's gone so redbox has games yeah redbox has games game. but not wii games well they might have wii games actually they don't have wii u games i know that i've looked for them before in there but you do raise a valid point like if you have a wii u you, you should check out this uh, mad world game because you can get it for super cheap if you've got a Wiimote and a nunchuck, which you need both of those things, you do. You can play this game. Yeah, uh, and you on can, HDTV. You can impale some people. It looks pretty good. I played it. I played it through the component cables on the Wii, just because my Wii U has a hard time going to the Wii mode, so I just played it through my old Wii. Well, you've got your retro station. Yeah, it actually wasn't. It's not hooked up to my retro station because I don't have I don't have standard AV cables for my Wii. I only have component cables, so I played it through the HDTV. Because I don't know where I must have lost them somewhere, so I can't play my Wii through the old TV because I don't have that hookup for it. So I just played it through the HD. Oh, I bet you can get the those components cheap. I'm sure I can get them cheap somewhere. It's not like the GameCube component cables, which are selling for like $150. I don't know if you've seen that. Apparently, those were they made so little of them that they're worth a lot. Yeah, I so still I, see people post stuff on Reddit when they randomly find them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Buy them cheap. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I think that's, I think that's all I can really say about Mad World. Aside from the soundtrack, it's fucking awesome. Like, they Does it have like, that, uh, Tears for Fears song? Uh, what do you mean? Mad World. That's actually, that's, that um, was a cover they did, yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's actually, uh, what is it, um, fuck, it's the 80s punk band that wrote that song. Mad World. Oh, Are right. You, 
Are you talking about well, the I'm one? I'm thinking of another song in Donnie Darko, but yeah, Mad yeah, World a, was in Donnie Darko. No, the song in Donnie Darko, that's a cover of the, uh, it's a New Order song. That's a, but yeah, the Mad World song is a cover of that, which the original version is way better than the, than the, uh, Donnie Darko thing. But yeah, no, it has nothing to do with that. I remember there being a whole thing from, from like, people who played Gears of War thinking that it was a ripoff on that, which the only similarity is that they both have like chainsaws in them. But they're nothing like at all. So big muscly men. Yeah, but I mean, they're but they're but the guys in Madwell aren't stupid. Like the like the big muscly men in Gears of War. I don't know. I think that I'd rather play Madwell than that game. But well, there you go. Yeah. You got it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, play yeah. Madwell instead of Gears of War. Yeah, but I mean, I remember there being a thing because there was a commercial for Gears of War that had that Madwell song in it, the one from Donnie Darko. And then Madel World was released later, and they're like, oh, it's a ripoff of that. I was like, no, it's nothing like it at all. It's like not a shooter. There's no guns in the game. I don't know where you're getting this. Just there's yeah, no duck and cover. No, there's not. There's not that, whole, that whole cover-based system was like what Gears of War was known for. Yeah, and there's not even there's not even any guns, though. I mean, the only similarities is that you can cut people with chainsaws in both of those. Because Gears of War, they have a, ch- a chainsaw on their guns. But whatever. Uh, you know, play Mad World. But all I can say about it. there's a, They had a pretty good voice cast, too. Like, I, I was looking up the guy who did Jack, because he kind of sounded like... Um, he kind of sounded like Mark Hamill's Wolverine, which Mark Hamill did Wolverine for the Wolverine game on GameCube, if you ever played that one. But... The guy, uh, Steve Bloom, he, uh, he did a ton of voices. Like he did, uh, he did like some DC movies and, you know, multiple other games and stuff like that. So, so like they got like full on, uh, character, you know, like voice actors from cartoons and all that to be, to be the guys. So they put a lot of money into it. It's a shame that it doesn't, didn't really hit, but I feel like most, most of Clover slash Platinum games like never really hit the way they should. You know, they're just almost too good for did people this, to get. Was this fraud uh, on any other systems or was it just on the Wii? It was just on the Wii. Well, there was, like I said, they, they made a sequel to it, but it was on PS3. I, I remember hearing that that one came out, but I don't remember. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't remember, like, I didn't want to play it, cause I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. Like, if I knew it was a sequel, I would have been more interested in it. Maybe a spiritual sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's another beat-em-up, but I remember it wasn't really, nobody really said much about it. Yeah, Anarchy Reigns. I mean, it kinda looked like it, but it was all, no black and white and all that. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, let's move on to that other Wii gem, which is definitely not violent. To, to uh, Mad World, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Boom Blocks. Yeah, I played the crap out of that game too. I had both of them. Did you have the second, first one and the second one? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten the second one yet. I've been watching it online, like to find a cheap copy of it. I mean, it's cheap, but um, the first one's a lot cheaper because I think they made more of them. Yeah. So well, but, Steven Spielberg involved yeah. in Boom Blocks, which you always had a joke that uh. Well, my friend John, well, a friend of the show, John, he's been on the Zelda John. He, uh, he always said that, that Steven Spielberg's involvement was that, was that he just had a pile of papers and he just accidentally knocked it over and he's like, make a game out of that. <laughs> he's like, it's great. Make a game out of it. Cause he did, that he didn't really, wasn't really involved with it, but it was a pretty genius idea. It's basically like the backwards version of Jenga, you know, yeah. knocking down, 
even though there is a Jenga mode, you can play in there also, where you where you pull the where you try to move them, you know, without knocking the tower down. This game was a great use of the Wii mode. Like it, it, everything about it, you know, highlights the Wii mode and what it was made to do. It came out in 2008, so it was well into the life of the Wii. Oh yeah, the Mad World was 2009, by the way. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> it was in March and of 2009. Actually, this game came out in Japan first, which surprises me. I thought it was more of a Western. I thought it was more of a Western. It's very Western looking. It's not. I mean, it looks like it's trying to be quirky in that kind of Japanese way, but it's still got a very Western feel to it. But I, I don't think Steven Spielberg had much to do with it. He's listed as the designer, and so he was probably also the guy that funded a lot of it. You know, maybe some one of his friends came up with the idea. I don't I don't know much about it. Yeah. But uh, as far as like why his name's on it, but you know, he wanted to make a Wii game. He saw you know as Spielberg's want to do. He saw a platform where he could do something and make a bunch of money. Sure. So he's like, well, hey, let's uh let's make this game on the Wii. And, uh, you know, I don't think he made a lot of money off of it. I would say he probably didn't, but. Uh, well, he made, he made enough to make us, for them to make a sequel. Or the company that's did, true. I guess. But this game is, uh, I guess you could categorize it as a puzzle game. I think it probably is a puzzle game. But, uh, really, the, the, the concept is simple. You have, you know, you, you're using the Wiimote as your hand within the game and you can pick things up and throw them or you can, there's different mode, like different modes that offer different things, but uh, mainly the mode that I've played the most is, like you said, it's kind of like a reverse Jenga where you've got a stack of things and you have to throw balls at them to knock them over. Yeah, and you want to use the least balls possible to uh, clear clear the field. So once you knock something over and it hits the ground, it disappears. Yeah, and there's also like there's also multiplayer or multipliers and stuff like that. And there's certain blocks that react in certain ways to each other. Like there's chemical blocks that are green. When they touch each other, they explode. And I remember there's like vanish blocks that when blocks go into them, they disappear. And it's also I remember there's different types of balls as well. Like there's like golf balls and baseballs and bowling balls, which do different destruction depending on how you do it. And the basis of like the main mode. Was basically you point at the TV and aim it up and then hit A to lock it in. And then actually you swing and like the how hard you swing is how hard the ball goes, which I thought was an interesting thing. Yeah, it's, it's a little there. bit like Wii Bowling in the sense that like you lock in your target and then you use, then you do your gesture. So you hold the, the A button down to lock your target then you swing the remote back and then you swing it forward to let go of A, if, if I remember correctly. And then that's what throws your ball. Yeah. But there's also like levels where you're actually a hand and you're grabbing things. You're you're doing normal Jenga's. Yeah, that's the more that's the more Jenga type thing. And there's also like there's some co-op levels that you can do. And there's like kind of a single player in the first one. I remember I remember that correctly. Yeah, there's an adventure mode. Um, yeah. One great thing about this game is you unlock more and more as you go. You know, so it it, it has a constant like sense of progression because even the tutorial levels like. You unlock more stuff by completing all the tutorial levels within the, uh, within the create, creation mode, which I played around with a little bit. But as I mentioned at the top, um, even in the mode where you're just trying to like knock all the towers down, you are, uh, there's all these like animals standing around and they, they seriously, they remind me of like anthropomorphic version of all the Minecraft animals. And this oh, yeah. came out a year before Minecraft. I don't know if, I doubt this actually influenced Minecraft, but still what I could have. See a very, they're very cube based, you know, um, this game came out in 2008, so 
on one hand, you're like, well, yeah, it looks old, but because it's old, it's eight years old, but, uh, it was made to, to just like not put graphics first, put gameplay first. And, uh, the physics engine is the most important part of the game, but yeah, there, there are, there's an adventure mode where each level or each set of worlds has a different challenge and you're not just knocking things over. Actually, there's a lot of stuff where you're defending characters that are walk, that are walking around the map and you're trying to keep bad guys from getting to them by like staving them off or throwing stuff at them. So in a way it's almost like a god mode because you're protecting the characters on the screen as this like all powerful deity that can kill the enemies around them. Um, one thing that I didn't know until I was doing research for this episode was that uh, one of the main composers is a guy Devo. Devo. Yeah, yeah Mark's mother's I saw that. And uh, if you don't know much about Devo, that's okay. Mark Mothersbaugh's done a lot of shit. He's he's composed a lot of music for uh, Tim Burton movies. You know, it's not just Danny Elfman. Doing well, that's yeah. I mean, it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he's kind of like Danny Elfman, like where he had a really good '80s band and then he went on to make music for movies. I know, I know, he did most of the soundtracks for uh, Wes uh, Wes Anderson movies. Uh, Mother yeah. Bow did. That's and if you're what if I know. you're a little younger or you're just like. You know, going for that nostalgic. Think about the theme song or Rugrats. Oh, did that he was, do that? That was Mark Weathersbog. So think about think about that song. And uh, yeah, th- that's the guy that did a lot of the music for this. So yeah, you know, you, you got you got a AAA cast. This was made by EA. So you know, this is before like they uh, brought in all the DLC controversy that EA is known for nowadays, or maybe not so much recently. But a lot of people hated EA for a while there because of all the DLC they they had and all the uh, season passes you had to get to their content and stuff. But they're they're a huge publisher and, and they're mainly known for sports games for the longest time. But uh you know, so you put a publisher like EA and then you get Steven Spielberg, which you know is a titan in the film industry. Then you get M- Mark Mothersbog, which is another titan in a sense for the music. It's like you get clash, a lot, clash of the you get a lot of this together and then like then you see these really simplistic graphics, but a very solid physics engine. Like the physics engine in this is the best part because when you knock something over, you can kind of like intuitively tell how it's going to react, how it's going to fall, how it's going to interact with something else. You know, in a way, I would I would compare it to like almost like playing pool. Like if you play enough pool, you'll you'll eventually sort of think you know as my ball hits this ball, it's going to create this reaction. Blah blah blah. And in a more 3D sense. And it's really fun because in the single player mode, you're usually tasked with to get the gold medal. You can, you can complete the level at a bronze medal. And that oh means yeah. And it's you can how miss much a couple get. times or whatever. Yeah. But you're, you're always going to want that gold medal because you'll see that there's, it's possible to beat it with one throw. Oh, so sure. I just find myself when I'm playing this game, like I could just play all the way through it and beat all the levels, but I'll beat a level and not get the gold, and it'll show that I could beat it in one hit. And I'm like, how did? How can you do that? And so I'll, I'll find myself like sitting, and actually, you can rotate the level around and look at it. And you can zoom in and out. Like, there's a lot of freedom in here to like. And th- that's one thing I love about this game. You know, there there are levels in the adventure mode that are time based. Of course, there's the levels where you're like defending characters that are walking around. So you don't have the same, like, luxury you have in the puzzle mode. But in the puzzle mode, you can just kind of just, like, sit back and relax and just move the level around, kind of approach it it at the angle you want. And that's what's really fun about this because it took, you know, all that hard, the the technology within the hardware of the Wii and within the Wii mode and just kind of made the the most of all of it and just made it kind of a 
you know, lay back and kind of relax and just have some fun and throw some balls at stacks of blocks and see what you can do. Yeah. It's and fun. It get, in, in, uh, towards the end of the multiplayer, I remember they get into some real like Rube Goldberg type stuff going on, especially with like the chemical blocks and all that, which was always really fun. It, it became a, it became a party game that I played pretty often, like pretty much, uh, along with, uh, Wii Bowling and all that. Like we used to, we used to do a lot of four player stuff with, with boom blocks. So there's some really cool creative levels that come, that come out towards the end. And I think, uh, you can actually make some of your own levels in the first one. I know you can in the second one. Yeah, you can make your own levels, but the only way to share them is through, uh, the Wii Connect 24 through your yeah. friends. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, Mario Maker where there's like an online database where everything's getting ranked yeah. and stuff. I think the but, second one had that though. Like the second one had where you could download stuff online. Yeah. Cause I remember playing some, playing some made levels on that one. But I think I would be, uh, ripping everybody off if I didn't say what these character models look like. They're like sheep and gorillas. Yeah, they're weird. Cows. And they like talk to you too. Penguins. Like, yeah. They make weird noises like the, like that, like while you're playing. I remember a lot of people would knock them out like in the, Multiplayer, even though you don't actually get points for them, but people sometimes would just knock them out because they're annoying, and they would well, get in your way. Anytime sometimes. I would show to, show the game to anybody, I would say, "Look at all these animals watching," and then I'll be like, "I'm going to assassinate all of them." Yeah, and I would just, like take them all out. You know, my little sisters, and my brothers, and stuff I think that was hilarious. That yeah. I was like killing the sheep and the penguins, even though I didn't need to. But you know what? You you do that in Minecraft too. That's another thing that it reminds me of, like, because in Minecraft yeah. you just go around and kill everything if you feel like it, and yeah. there's really no consequence for it if that's what you choose to do. Yeah, sure. Some some people like to do that. There's there's also I'm sure you remember you know those levels where there's there's there was like a set of multiplayer that you could do that was just all like it was just all uh, multi multipliers you know where it had like blocks of like ten and you would hit it on a wall and the wall would say like times ten and times two and times five and all that remember that oh right so you were hitting yeah. the blocks at the wall to yeah but you could if you wanted to be a real dick you could just aim from the side and just knock all of them down you could just the domino all of them so you got all the points and nobody else could get it but you wouldn't get any multipliers but you could do stuff like that like i remember i remember i never actually did that but you could do that if you wanted to be a total asshole about it you know they gave you gave you that option which is pretty cool holy cow i didn't know this it's something worth mentioning uh there's a version of this game that came out for the engage yeah i'm wondering i'm sure that was fun to play <laughs> <laughs> the end December on December third, two thousand eight, it was released for the engage. You basically That'd took be... your engage and threw it at an actual stack of things, <laughs> and if it fell down, then cool. And your engage is broken too, so cool. Also, you know, even better. <laughs> we all know who Captain Picard's favorite system is to play. The engage. Engage, but yeah, I'm, I don't feel like I'm really doing justice in my description of this game on one hand, but on the other hand, I feel like I am because. This is a very simple game. There's you're not, there's not a story. I mean, there's kind of a pseudo story in the uh, adventure mode and the explore exploration mode or whatever they call it. Yeah. But for the most part, this is just a game of like you you hop in, it's kind of a virtual sandbox, just do what you want to do, have fun with it, take your time. You're not going to be penalized for experimenting too much. If you are, you can just select restart level and, you know, it's fine. Sure. I mean, it's, it's one of those games that you just kind of have to play. And, uh, is it, I mean, it's probably not, I feel like they sold, they must have sold it's a good cheap. amount of it. Yeah. I bought it for, I think I got it for, let me see, I'm pulling it out right now. I paid six ninety nine for it. And I think it was also another one of those games I bought. I may have bought it when I bought Mad World, but, you know, $7. 
for the full game with the manual and the case and everything. Yeah, I'm looking at it Fairly on eBay recent. and it's you can get it for like six, basically like seven or eight dollars, like free shipping with everything. So and it's a cheap. multiplayer game, so if you buy it, and you have more. I don't even think you have to have multiple Wiimotes. Like you can pass the remote back and forth. What well, depends? Yeah, it depends on what type of game it is. But yeah, if you're playing the standard, like where you throw it at stuff and knock it over and get the points, then yeah, it's just one Wii remote. But if you like the co-op stuff, you obviously need to. So yeah, I would recommend this. It's uh, it's got a lot of different elements in it. I mean, it, we keep mentioning Jenga, but I mean, it's kind of like a light gun game in a way because of how you aim and everything. And it's also kind of like got some of those elements that kind of remind me of Minecraft that you can design your own levels and everything's based on cubes and stuff. So yeah. if you really wanted to get complicated with it, you could build a house in full 3D space and rotate the level around and point and stuff. So there's a lot, there's a lot to this if you, if you wanted to play around with it. I think, I don't think that the full, I don't think the full potential of it was unlocked when it was released because I don't think, like you said, it, it, it was purchased enough that they were able to make a sequel, but I don't remember much about people really talking about this game or playing this game. Like, I mean, I played a lot of it when it came out, but I was... I uh, did. I mean, if I remember correctly, like Blockbuster still existed at the time. I rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah. They had that policy where you, you would rent the game, and if you didn't return it in 30 days, then you bought it. And you paid just whatever the full retail price was. I actually did that. I just kept it and paid the full 60 bucks. Yeah, I did that with Mario Kart because I couldn't find Mario Kart anywhere. The Mario Kart Wii. So I just rented it and kept it. But, uh, do you remember, do you remember the head tracking thing with that? Like they were originally going to do a head tracking thing. Like where you could, uh, where you can, there's actually videos of it on YouTube that you can find. But it was an actual thing that they were going to do where you pretty much wear like a Wii mode on your head and it would like, you know, the sensor bar would, would move where you were going. But I think it ended up being like uh, too expensive in the long run. But oh, I remember, right. I remember people talking about that. Like uh, when I went to parties and I would bring bring that game to play. Like, like there were a couple people who knew who had read about that and how it had gotten shut down and all that. I think it's really funny that we're, when you think about it, in the perspective that we're, it's a Spielberg thing that we're bringing up as a hidden gem. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Terror Firmer when. Uh, Casey's talking about like all of his favorite movies, pretty much Spielberg movies, like Always yeah, or 1984, or right? 1941. As, though, as though they were like <laughs> these independent movies no one had seen. That's kind of how I feel about how we're talking about this right now. Because this was, you know, fucking Steven Spielberg, but yeah. it's still like I don't know very many people that know if you, about the Wii, and you're like, oh, did you play Boom Blocks? Like most people are gonna be like, what are you talking? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, most people. I mean. The most people who bought the Wii like just bought it and played Wii Sports and that was it and they didn't buy any more games for it. Maybe they so, purchased you know. like you know the Zelda games and the Mario games and stuff. I think a lot of people got the Mario Kart. I think the the uh, the wheel that came with it sold a lot of copies. Yeah, I mean it was uh, I mean it, it was like the highest selling Mario Kart game just because it had such an install base. But this is like riding that same hype train, trying to just like get as many people to play it. It could have been great, and it was great, but, I mean, what if we were still playing Boomblocks? What if that was, like, you know, the franchise? What if that was, like, a sort of Minecrafty kind of thing? I mean, it could have been. Well, I, w- I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't count it out. Like, if the, I'm pretty sure those Joy-Cons have motion in them, so you never know. They may be kind of trying to bring back the Wii with the Switch, so you might see another version of Boomblocks. Who knows? And, but this time it'll be by new EA, so it'll have, like, two levels in it, and you'll have to buy all the rest. 
through a season pass, <laughs> as I've experienced with owning uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Now, <laughs> speaking of, I understand why people don't like EA. But on that note, I think we've uh, I think we said enough about the gems, right? We're we're like we're like clocking it like over two two hours here, like almost like two and a half. So think about putting a pin in it. Unless uh, you have anything else to say about blocky animals. Well, let's put a pin in it and uh, let's create some hype for next week's episode. Yeah, next week we'll talk about some Mario stuff. So come back then. You know, Send us some emails, nintendomain.podcast.gmail.com. Uh, visit our website, www.nintendomainpodcast.com. Or you can find us at Facebook slash Nintendomain. Or you can find us on YouTube as YouTube slash Figmator. And we've been your hosts, myself, Animal Block, Trey Johnson. <laughs> and impale me oh goddamn <laughs> 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 yeah jeremy, jeremy it's a mad mad world mikowski it's a mad world see you next week see you next week It's a beautiful world It's a beautiful